On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Sunday, January 30th, Ian Cameron. And we have, for the second straight show, joining us once again, uh, I am pretty confident in saying he's the only resident ice guy from Latvia right now. Uh, Renus Vitalins joining us again for a second straight show. we got to give you credit, Vito. It was a good Saturday for you. You nailed your first best bet uh, on the show, which was as easy as it gets, Edmonton in regulation. And we were talking before the show, Vito, and we'll start this show by looking back a little bit at yesterday that um, a lot of us liked Edmonton in various forms. I think we recommended maybe first period puck line, cha-ching, Edmonton full game puck line, cha-ching, Edmonton team total over three and a half, cha-ching, the full game over six and a half, cha-ching. I was saying to you before the show started, Vito, uh, no game put more money in my pocket yesterday (laughs) than that Edmonton-Montreal game, and it's nice to have those games where it just works out perfectly. Uh, big momentum for Edmonton, I think, getting this cane, you know, they just felt the momentum and went with it. And yeah, actually, the funny thing I put, I had in my notes 7-2, the final score. I didn't give it in the show, but it ended 7-2, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was an onslaught for the uh, Oilers. Uh, of course, Evander Kane doesn't wait very long to get his first goal for the uh, Edmonton That's Oilers. Crazy. Great deflection uh, <laughs> right in front of the net for the one nothing uh, lead early in the game for the Oilers. And it was and rather pathetic, if you ask me, performance by the Montreal Canadiens. I know they've had just absolutely a dr- brutal season. A lot has gone wrong for them. They've had injuries. They've had COVID just riddle the team throughout the course of the season. They've obviously not played well on the ice. Just all kinds of issues. But to put out that kind of performance on home ice, and I know it's difficult. I get it with no fans uh, in the building. But that was pretty poor. Uh, and oh, I'm being yeah. kind when I say that about Montreal last night. Well, they add one more guy to the injury list today. Savard is out. So yep. even more D-man is out for Montreal today. Yeah, that's the last thing they need is another injury. <laughs> Defenseman forward, goaltending or otherwise, the last thing they need is another injury right now, well, Vito. That hit on the goalie from Cassian, that was crazy. Nobody stepped, step, you know, and fight. Only in a third period, period someone fight Cassian. But anyway, someone stood up for the goalie, you know. That's why I'm... Do you find that was an issue? Now, you've been with a lot of different teams, a lot of different situations. Do you find that, you know, when you don't see your teammates stick up for, say, your goalie when he gets crushed and run over like Cassian did to Samuel Montembeau, is that a sign? Do you think teams that don't respond, it's, it's, it's like a situation with Montreal, it's a bad team, it's a struggling team. Maybe you're not as connected or together in the dressing room. Maybe you don't chit-chat, maybe you don't, you know, sometimes with bad teams, you know, the good teams, the camaraderie is there. You hang out after the game with your teammates, and you, there's a lot more, 
you know, you know, relationships, bonding, all of that stuff going on. Whereas when you're on a bad team, you know, everybody wants to get away from the rink, maybe do their own thing. And as a result, maybe you're not coming together as much as a team and you're not doing the things like what we saw last night where Montreal didn't stand up for their goalie and no one went after Zach Cassian right away until final, finally Michael Pozzetta. Credit yeah. to him in the third period, dropped the gloves with Cassian. But by then, it seemed like it was way late to react. I would say the point is not to fight the guy. The point is to get in the guy's face so he knows that he cannot do the things like that, you know. The point is not to fight him. The point is that all five guys go and just gets in the Cassian's face and shows that you cannot do the, do that to our goalie so he understands. No, exactly. Nobody did that. You're right, 100%. Like, there's no one right after that happened. There's not three or four Canadians players on the ice just going over to him and say, Hey, what the fuck are you doing? You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody doing that at all. And that's disheartening, I think. And I know there's a couple Habs fans I was talking to last night. It's like, we're not even sticking up for one another anymore. I know exactly. we're, we're, a, we're a shitty hockey team. We've had a brutal season. But the least we can do is maybe stand up for our teammates when they get run. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That was a bad play. Yeah, definitely. That was unfortunate. Uh, let's see what else we uh, hap happened last night. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs overcame a slow start last night uh, against the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, they were down 4-2 uh, going into the third period, and then it was an onslaught uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. 5 nothing in the third period, uh, and they end up beating Detroit 7-4. to Hat-trick for Michael Bunting last night for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And you know what was cool about that, Vito, is it was Hockey Day in Canada yesterday, and the, the, uh, the, I guess the setting for Hockey Day in Canada where they filmed it and they did all their segments was Scarborough, uh, Ontario, which yeah. is just outside of Toronto. And Michael Bunting is from Scarborough. You know, it's mm -hmm. his hometown. So it's kind of like pretty cool that here's Michael Bunting from Scarborough. And damn, I missed this because if I had known and I just I just didn't look it up or I, I wasn't aware, to be honest, that he was yeah. in from Scarborough. If I had known that, and here he is playing on Hockey Day in Canada, which is being held in Scarborough, I would have bet a goal scorer prop on bunting, and I didn't do that. So I feel like I missed the boat a little bit with I that. Am. But he was clearly fired up to play a big game with Scarborough, his hometown hosting Hockey Day in Canada. And did he play a hell of a game? Patrick, three goals for the Leafs. For the Leafs, it was a little bit um, the coach for the first two periods. He tried to mix up a little bit the lines. He tried to play Marner. In one line, Nylander in another line, and Matthews in another line. So he has all three lines going. Didn't work out well against uh, Ducks at home the other day. Now he tried again it against uh, Detroit for the first two periods. Didn't out work out well. Then he switched up the lines. He put them uh, uh, back and five goals in the third period. You know what? Sheldon keeps good like that. And that's where he's better than Mike Babcock, the guy that used to coach Toronto. He never changed anything. He kept everything the same. You know, if it wasn't working, he was very hesitant to make changes. That's not Sheldon Keefe. He, he'll tinker, he'll experiment, he'll try different things. And I think that's what's uh, made him a pretty good coach here with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. And you give him a lot of credit for sure for doing that, making those adjustments last night. Uh, we got to bring up some bad news, and the St. Louis Blues are the bad oh. news. Uh, four to one loss to the Winnipeg Jets. Very disheartening. Obviously, uh, not a smell for me in that game. Uh, Blues team told even the full game over, Winnipeg did their part. St. Louis did not. And I kind of missed this in the handicap of the game beforehand. And I'm going to keep an eye on this today because we have two teams, Vito, in the same situation today that St. Louis was in yesterday, playing their final game before the All-Star break. Yeah. And you wonder if sometimes these teams have an eye toward getting yeah. away from the rink, 
having the time off and they, you know, they slough off and they, they you know, they fuck off on the final game. You know, they just don't mm -hmm. play as well. And then uh, usually and then, they shake it up after the All-Star game. That's what I have seen actually all years. Before the All-Star game, games can get tricky like Colorado, Buffalo, for example, today. And then after the All-Star break, usually teams shake it up and go hard. The tough teams, I, mean, I think. Yeah, uh, to me, this is this is something to watch for. These teams, especially when they're playing a team that still has a game left. Like Winnipeg still plays another game, uh, mm -hmm. right? And then, of course, you've got uh, St. Louis. Winnipeg still got another game before they go on the All-Star break. But that was the last game for St. Louis yesterday before the All-Star break. And, boy, it, it it's like they were lethargic. They were you know, half asleep. They just the passes weren't you got guys running into one another, which led <laughs> to the Winnipeg goal in the first period. I mean, it was just dreadful uh, from the Blues. Yeah. And you sometimes that's like as the great legend, uh, legendary hockey broadcaster Doc Emmerich just recently retired. You know, as he would say, hockey is played by human beings, not computers and robots and machines. And you're a human being. You're a human being. You played a long first half of the season, grueling. You've had to deal with COVID. You're looking forward to getting this little break. And that's sometimes why you don't play great in that final game before the All-Star break. You know, and we definitely saw that from the St. Louis Blues and Vito. Today, we've got the Seattle Kraken playing their final game before the All-Star break. And we also have the Boston Bruins playing their final game uh, before the All-Star break. So I'm kind I don't want to say I'm blindly betting against those teams today, but I'd be worried a little bit about betting on them. You know, these final games before the All-Star break for both of these teams, are they just looking forward, you know, to getting to the break? And as a result of that, I'm not sure we're going to get the best performance from a Seattle today or a Boston today, just like we saw with St. Louis yesterday. Yeah, I'm just now watching the schedule. Is it last game for Seattle? Last game before the break. They don't play again until February 9th. Okay, because in one of my one of my websites i saw they play let me just check real quick here let me actually you know what because there might have been something they play Bruins and they play islanders on the second february and on third february let me just uh you might be right here actually seattle here yes oh and boston up well, there you go they're playing each other yeah, yeah. they're playing each other so you know what that's what it is it's a rescheduled game from earlier this year yeah all right so so Ignore that. Can we delete the last two minutes of this show? Uh, <laughs> Only Canadians? Canadians, Carol. You know what? I'm you're looking at another time. schedule that had the original schedule, like at the beginning of the season, and they, uh, it's not accounted for the rescheduled yeah. games. So yeah. my bad. It's not Seattle's final game. It's not Boston's game. So the, all, not, none of that applies them to them exactly. today with exactly. St. Louis yesterday. But still, keep an eye on that. I mean, St. Louis yesterday, Vito, final bad game yeah. before the break, not sharp. Not sharp at all. They scored first power play goal that they expected. They will score the power play, power play goal, and that was it. Nothing more happened from that. Yeah, absolutely. And Seattle-Boston will be part. By the way, great time to remind everybody, Seattle-Boston, uh, Vito mentioned Tuesday night, our first live betcast of the season for the Ice Guys. Tuesday night, we'll be just be sitting here watching the games, live bets. Uh, we'll be placing some live bets. Uh, anybody that wants to join us on the, during the show, during the live stream, during the betcast, just send me a DM uh, on Twitter or Alex or Andrew, any one of the ice guys, and we'll send you an, uh, with a StreamYard link uh, for the BetCast uh, at, 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 before it begins. And then you can just jump in whenever you want uh, and join us. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you bring a beverage, something a little bit stronger than the water that I'm drinking right <laughs> now. Uh, we're definitely going to have a lot of fun. It's uh, We did these last year. 
uh, a bunch. But last year, we only did them during the playoffs, so not as many games. I've We've never done an Ice Guys bet cast on a Tuesday night during the regular season when you have these 10-game, 11-game schedules. So, it, you know, it's going to be uh, very, very fascinating. I'm, I hope I don't get overwhelmed by it. I'm able to stay on top <laughs> of everything. But this is going to be a new experiment uh, here uh, for the Ice Guys BetCast. So we're looking forward to that uh, on a Tuesday night. Uh, we'll just run down the other games quickly. Florida comes back to beat San Jose 5-4. Carolina with a narrow 2-1 to win against New Jersey. Uh, Buffalo upsetting Arizona 3-1. Uh, I told you, though, Arizona can't trust them as favorites. Uh, and there you can't lay a price with bad teams. Uh, and Arizona no. is still a bad team. They lose 3-1. I give Craig Anderson credit. Well played. Uh, I was kind of expecting him to start because they had no other option. I'm not sure he was totally 100% ready to return yet. But he went in there, and he did a really good job in tough situation there. A solid game from the veteran, the 40-year-old uh, Craig Anderson, who was really oh, the only option man. the Buffalo Sabres had. Uh, to start in goal for them last night. Well, Arizona is, I guess, the best team he could imagine to return to game, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because he, he wouldn't like to go against Colorado, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Who would? <laughs> Who would you rather go against, Arizona or Colorado? Mm. At his first game. <laughs> That's such a tough one. Yeah. But credit credit to uh, Thatcher Demko, won a game from him. He kept, uh, I think, uh, Vancouver Canucks in the game against Calgary Flames. Oh, yeah. They got a point thanks to Thatcher Demko. And he's the only reason they got a point. Uh, in that game, uh, one nothing loss. I mean, Vancouver was badly outplayed, badly outplayed in that game. They were fortunate. They even had a chance uh, in overtime. But Johnny Gaudreau gets the game winner there. Uh, and there's one other game we'd throw. Oh, yeah, my uh, my upset special came through last night. The Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, uh, three to two game. shootout. What a shootout. Seven rounds, eight rounds it went. And finally, I think Mark Stone gets the uh uh, shootout winner for the Vegas Golden Knights and a three to two win over the Tampa Bay Lightning, cashing in for me plus one thirty uh, with the uh, Vegas uh, Golden Knights, which I think would be something along the lines of two point three or something if uh, decimal odds with that uh, bet. But uh, definitely a great, good. yeah, definitely a, a good win for Vegas and Vito. I said yesterday, you know, two straight losses to Florida and Carolina, a tough loss early in the regular season to Tampa on home ice. I figured you get a good effort from Vegas. Robin Leonard was very good uh, in that game, one of his better games. Tampa made a run in the third period, but uh, Vegas prevails uh, in a shootout and gets a, a big win over the Lightning. Well, that's a hockey, you know, which team goes in front, the other team chases, and that's totally normal when you see uh, Vegas outshot t- t- Tampa 12-4 to in the first period. And then third period, you see Tampa outshooting Vegas 17 to 1. That's hockey, you know? <laughs> That's hockey is right. Is momentum swings. Teams take turns having the momentum or carrying the play. You know, that's the way it is. It's very rare that a team just controls the play exactly. for the entire game. It's only it, if you play against Montreal, I guess. Yeah, yeah, except that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let Andrew McGinnis uh, hear that. He's a big Montreal Canadiens yeah. fan. Uh, but uh, St. Louis, Calgary. Earlier this week in Calgary was one exception where Calgary just dominated the whole game. Yeah. Calgary last night against Vancouver. Uh, there was another game too. Oh yeah, Calgary against Columbus earlier this week, sixty-two oh, to twenty. The shots there. Yeah, yeah those. I, are- I remember the game Minnesota Wild against uh, Montreal. That's why I mentioned Montreal. That game went eight to two, and I, in the beginning it was so big pressure from Wild, and it continued all the game. Yeah, the whole game, but never relented. And you're right; it was all one-sided there for uh, Minnesota in that game against Montreal. So there you go. That's the, oh, by the way, Philadelphia Flyers 
no longer losing streak over 4-3 overtime win against uh, Philadelphia. Uh, we'll give them credit. It's been a long, tough stretch for them, uh, but they finally get back uh, in the win column. And before we get to Sunday's card and start looking at the seven games today, um, I hope anybody out there that's uh, got to watch it at the end of the Flames game last night, the, the, the interview they did with Flames assistant general manager Chris Snow and his wife Kelsey about the battle he's going through with ALS. It is a horrible disease. It is it inflicted him and his family. Uh, what courage this guy has to to uh, to keep having a smile on his face, speaking publicly about what he's going through. And that segment on the After Hours uh, show, which is after uh, the Saturday night games on Hockey Night in Canada uh, every single week. Uh, Try to find a way to watch. I don't know if they're going to archive that segment and put it online. I'm sure someone would, but try to watch it. It's inspiring. It's emotional. It tells you that, you know what, even when you're going through struggles and difficulties in life, you can find a way to fight through it and persevere. So shout out to Chris Snow, the Flames assistant GM, and we hope he wins his fight uh, against uh, ALS for sure. All right, let's go to Sunday's card. Uh, NHL action. We've got seven games uh, on tap for this uh, Sunday card. We've got the LA Kings and the Pittsburgh Penguins to start. Uh, Pittsburgh minus 240, home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game, of course. For the LA Kings, Vito, the first thing that stands out in this game is what a tr tricky spot this is for them. This has been a pretty lengthy road trip now. Started last Sunday night against the uh, Devils, uh, where they won uh, three to two. And then it carried over to the Rangers the next night, and they lost 3-2 uh, in a shootout. Uh, and then they played uh, the Islanders, 1-3-2. And then they had the 4-3 loss to the Flyers yesterday uh, in overtime. So now you've got a uh, LA Kings team playing their third road game in four uh, days. You've got a, you, you played a Thursday night game. You played a Saturday afternoon game. And now you're playing a Sunday afternoon game. So this is a, this is definitely difficult, especially when you're talking about a West Coast team uh, in the east eastern time zone so this is definitely a, a shaky situation here for the kings uh trying to bounce back from that loss to the flyers but it's not going to be easy to do it because you've got the pittsburgh penguins who have now lost two in a row at home against what i would say is inferior competition seattle mm -hmm. and detroit both go into pittsburgh and defeat the penguins uh, in the last two games to uh, both uh, beyond regulation uh, overtime and shootout victories for seattle uh, and Detroit uh, over Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's offense kind of has struggled the last uh, couple of games. Just three goals the last two games combined. Uh, they did have a lot of pressure and chances against the uh, Red Wings. I don't think they did. Uh, it was a low event offensive game for them against Seattle. I think they had more chances uh, against Detroit, but still only managed the two goals uh, in that game. I just worry here for the Kings you know, how they're going to be able to play their best. I could see sloppiness. I could see fatigue, especially along the defense. You know, when you're talking about this kind of road trip and now you're playing three games, four days on the road, back-to-back -back early starts for a team where it's going to be 10 a.m. local time on their body clock. Very, very tricky game for the Kings here. So, look, I fell short with the uh, team total on Pittsburgh on Friday night. I took that against Detroit. Obviously, they only scored two. I'm going to go right back to that here. Pittsburgh team total uh, over three and a half. Again, I, th I think still it's a good bet and it's a good situation. You've got them off back-to-back -back losses now. Uh, Mike Sullivan wants them to be a little bit more, have the puck more. He says he wants to see them uh, really have a better opportunity in the offensive zone. So I'm going to go with that team total here. It's around even money. 
uh, plus 100 with Pittsburgh team total over three and a half. And also I'm going to go a little smaller bet on the uh, over five and a half for the full game, just because I think this is a game where it could be a little bit of, you know, ragtag game a little bit early start could be some sloppy play. And usually that shows up more at the defensive end of the ice. Uh, so I'm going to go with the uh, over five and a half as well. Uh, in the full game in this one from a goal scoring prop standpoint certainly Jake Gensel was good the last game I know there's people in the chat mentioning uh, that um, he uh, it might be worth a look here in terms of goal score prop I wouldn't argue with that uh, whatsoever uh, keep an eye on Brian Rust as well uh, Evan Rodriguez who has been a good depth uh, contributor offensively as well for Pittsburgh so just some names you can maybe look at here uh, in terms of uh, the Penguins if you want to look toward them to maybe find the uh, back of the net here uh, in this game. Uh, Vito, uh, what do you think here with the Kings and the Penguins? Yeah, I, I don't think if you mentioned the goalies, I think it's going to be Tristan Jari. Jari. Yeah. Penguins, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's not confirmed for LA, but I think, I don't, I'm not sure. It could be Pedersen. It could be, you know, it was Pedersen yesterday, yeah. I think. So perhaps it's going to be quick today. And uh, well, yeah, the Kings are off the plane, right? Of the back-to-back games. And uh, it's been a longer old trip. But well, Kings play some good hockey. And I mean, I love to see when it's, when the Kings, the Kings have this big four in the lineup, uh, Andre Kopitar, Dustin Brown, Drew Doughty, and Jonathan Quick. Those guys have uh, win, win a lot of things in the past. So once they have these four guys, they play really great hockey. But as you mentioned, they're on a long road trip. And if you w- just watch the Penguins, I mean, they they build up from their momentum in their building. You know, They don't lose much games in their building because they go hard in their building. And they have a lot lost now, two in a row. And... Uh, well, they play Kings today, and then they're going to play Washington right before the All-Star break. And we know the Washington-Pittsburgh, it's always big games. And I think, well, a right point where to start to build up the momentum for that next game would be a, today's game against the Kings. Well, it has been some rough PK for Pens lately because they actually the steady Bluger is out. So PK has gone really not so good anymore for Penguins. It has been a rough week for them as well. But uh, I just think it's a great yeah, spot for them to bounce back. Uh, as well, the, actually, the power play, if you don't find it as a, in the a top of the standings in a NHL, but you have to watch it lately, uh, the, how the power play is generating in the last games when the Malkin is now back. And actually, they have the full lineup in the power play. Power play has been very, very uh, good for Penguins when once they are now healthy. So, yeah, my pick here, I would definitely, I think it's a great spot for Pens to bounce back. Uh, team total, you took team total. Well, I, I think I will go with the puck line here on the pens today. I just think Jari can play a great game because he has a great season this year. So maybe like 3-1 pens also can win. I could see like 4-1 as well. So yeah, pens puck line for me, I guess, here. Yeah, uh, LA is a very, very uh, competitive team. We've seen yeah. that. They're in a lot of games. They don't get blown out very uh, – that's the one thing I'll give LA a lot of credit for. Look at their recent games. For Like they had a really bad game against San Jose. Outside of that – you know, only a two-goal loss to Tampa, and one of those goals was an empty net goal. Uh, the Colorado game, they actually outplayed Colorado despite losing 4-1. A one-goal loss to Jersey, shootout loss to the Rangers, you know, the overtime loss to Philly. Yeah, they're not an easy team to bet the puck line against just because they seem to be in a lot of games, the LA Kings. But this this is where the schedule just could catch yeah. up to a team. I like you to know. play in NHL. Sometimes I like to more to play situational spots, not looking actually what teams they are, you know, because – yeah, situational spots are hard on teams. Yeah, and you would know that firsthand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What the uh, the schedule can be like, and how you know when it builds up a lot of games in a short period of time, it could really impact you negatively yeah, in terms actually, of. Actually, yeah, and the first meeting it was six to two, 
for the Kings. I guess they didn't play uh, so long uh, ago. Yeah, revenge game played. for Pittsburgh, if you will. Not yeah. not big revenge game. When was the last game they played? I guess it was in January, or it was not too far away, I think. It, it was just now. recently. It was January 13. Yeah, a couple weeks exactly. ago. Exactly. So another actually point where you should actually maybe you can take pens in regulation. Well, I don't know. The price is like minus 130, minus 135 or something like that. So, yeah. No, no, I think yeah, pens should get it done today. They can't afford to lose three in a row in their own building. Yeah, I would prefer like I, I'm, I'm going to be I'm already bet the team total. That's all I bet right now. If you ask me right now, would you take Pittsburgh in regulation or would you take the puck line? I'd go with what Vito said with the puck line because for the better value, better bang for your buck, if you will. Well, uh, hockey usually, well, one goal game. I mean, we sometimes like call Carolina yesterday 2-1 yeah. regulation win, but usually, well, we see that. I don't know. Usually empty nether comes, I think. Yeah. Well, when you need it. When you don't need it, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, when you, do, when you don't need the empty netter, you'll get the empty net goal. When you need it to win a bet, you won't get it. You know, <laughs> I find that happens too much, way too much. Yeah. All right. So there we go. Pittsburgh. Uh, again, I lean to the regulation or puck line and Vito likes the puck line. He's going to go with minus one and a half here, plus 110 uh, on the puck line with Pittsburgh. I'm going to go with that team total here over three and a half at uh, plus 100. And I certainly would lean with that puck line as well. Again, L.A. credit to them. Pittsburgh, though, great point about them losing that in L.A. Uh, earlier this year i remember that game it was close and then the third period the kings just, just went on a, a a scoring tear in the third period and they ended up winning six to two uh in that game so uh, we'll see if pittsburgh can uh, make amends for that here the other early game that's starting at the top of the hour seattle kraken new york rangers uh the rangers minus 160 home favorites five and a half the total uh in this game uh, certainly Seattle deserves a, a fair amount of credit for, you know, being very feisty on this road trip. They, uh, knocked off Pittsburgh, uh, and beat them, of course, the other night by a score of two to one, uh, to get this road trip started. Very impressive. Plus 290 underdog, uh, in this game. And they've actually got a fair amount of rest. You know, they've got a couple of days uh, off following that game against Pittsburgh. So this is totally different from LA, you know, this team, uh, has rest. This team is, you know, should be full of energy. Whereas LA has obviously had a lot of games and now they're on back-to-back -back, uh, afternoon starts for them. So it's a much different situation for Seattle. It looks like they're really trying to dig into playing sound, solid defensive hockey. I could see this being an under, personally, uh, five and a half here. Because Dave Haxtall said going into this road trip, look, if we're going to compete with the Penguins and the Rangers, he named them by name saying, if we're going to have a chance against some of these really good Eastern Conference teams, we've got to really be good in the neutral zone. We've got to really take away time and space. We can't allow teams to just basically run through the center ice area and get set up in the offensive zone. We can't allow that to happen. Uh, we've got to try to keep the middle of the ice clogged up. And if you watch the way Seattle played against Pittsburgh, that's exactly what they did. They held Pittsburgh to 24 shots. They didn't really let them get much. If Seattle has their way, this game's staying under. And then you throw in the fact that the Rangers are going to have Igor Shosturkin in net, who's obviously their number one by far. He's probably the front runner to win the Vesna Trophy right now. I could just see this being a little bit of a low score. I'm not a big under guy, as you know, uh, everybody that watches this show, but this has that feel of maybe a game that's a little bit lower scoring. So certainly would lean at least to the under uh, between the uh, Kraken uh, and the Rangers. And I think the Rangers do find a way to win. I mean, they're going to be upset. They had a 2 nothing lead against Minnesota, and the Wild rallied to beat them 3-2. to Controversial ending to that game. 
where, you know, they looked like the Rangers tied the game, uh, but the goal ended up getting waved off. They said they pushed yeah. the pad of Cam Talbot. Very, I think it was not very clear one way or another. Like, I can't say for sure it was a horrible call. I can't say for sure it was the, the right call. But <laughs> yeah, it could have gone either. I think it was a coin flip. And unfortunately yeah. for the Rangers, the coin flip went against them. Well, well the call on the ice was it was no goal. So they That's right. No goal, yeah. Exactly. And at the end of the day, if they if they call it no goal on the ice, as you said, Vito, they're going to stick with it if they don't find the evidence to overturn it. So this would be a game where I would lean to the Rangers in regulation here, minus 120. I'll have a small bet on that. Uh, New York in regulation, minus 120. And I would lean to the under as well. I do think like Seattle wants this to be a two to one, three to one game, just like the way they beat Pittsburgh uh, in their uh, last game. Yeah. As Terry says in the chat, I'm not going to say, yeah, don't bet Chris Kreider to score a goal right now. He's on fire for the New York Rangers. He's been terrific. He's all season long. He's going to the front of the net, which is where he scored a lot of his goals. Uh, No uh, issues with uh, taking Chris Kreider to score. He has been just magnificent, leading the league in goals right now. He's the Rocket Richard front runner uh, right now if the season ended today. It's been a hell of a season for Chris Kreider. Uh, Vito, what do you think here? Kraken Rangers. Well, this game, well, I... I don't have any place on this game. Maybe look something in live. I just have some notes regarding the game. Maybe it will help for someone. Well, well, if we look from uh, Rangers won the first game three to one, but it took some time ago, and it was in Seattle actually. But anyways, well, the Rangers are without Fox. I think that he's still injured for sure. So, right, uh, power play could get maybe a little bit worse. I don't know. Fox was a big, big guy in that power play. I mean, he was very good on that blue line. Maybe some struggles in power play, and uh, credit to Gruba where he has uh, he has stepped up and he has started playing much much better. So we might see actually two good goalkeepers today, Shostorkin and Grubauer. And uh, just talking, uh, I think Rangers. Well, they they now when they play against Columbus, they played played against uh, Minnesota Wild. They go up to not nothing. They they stop playing. They go up to nothing. They just stop playing. It looks like they don't play full 16 minutes. Same against the Wild. They, they had an excellent first period. Then the second period was just disaster. And in third period, Wild was a little bit better. And they got the winning goal. So, yeah, for the Rangers, the problem a little bit is they don't play full 60 at the moment. So I can I, I can see that actually maybe Kraken, fully rested, can give something to Rangers. But, yeah, Rangers definitely should be more focused from the beginning since they have dropped two games. So... Hard. I would lean definitely in Rangers regulation, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kraken maybe pulls up like a one-one-two-two game, maybe something like that. And that that style frustrated Pittsburgh. They're going to mm-hmm. hope it frustrates uh, the Rangers. And well, um, Kraken got their first win in overtime. Also, that was yep. the first win in overtime. Maybe they also have some momentum from that. Who knows? We're gonna see and you know what? <laughs> yeah, you know what's amazing about the Rangers is they got to figure out. You're right. How to play sixty minutes against Columbus? They had a great start and a bad finish in the Minnesota game. They had a great start and they had a bad, you know, they had a great start and a bad finish. Both games, actually. Yeah. yeah. Great start, bad finish. Both games. They had a great start. And like people were saying, fade the Rangers on Henrik Lundqvist ceremony night because they'd be yeah. flat. Not in the first period. They were, they were flying in the first period. Uh, they weren't flat to begin that hockey game. They were up two nothing. They dominated Minnesota in the first period. And then that was about the extent of it. That was about it after that from the Rangers. Minnesota gradually got their game back, carried the play, 
and really were the better team in the last two periods of that game. So uh, I think this is a game, though, again, now you're talking about, look, the one thing we can all agree on is Seattle ain't Minnesota. Uh, so this definitely yeah. should be uh, – that's why I think the Rangers play 60 minutes. They certainly will want to. They're off two straight losses. They haven't lost three in a row in forever. This is not something, you know, they have. I can't even remember, Vito, the last time the Rangers lost three games in a row, which they're trying to avoid uh, today. So I, I'm going to go with the Rangers in regulation and lean to the under here uh, in this one as well. Let's move on to San Jose and Carolina. This is the last of the afternoon games today. Uh, Carolina minus 270. Uh, home favorite, six the total, shaded to the under in this one. Uh, San Jose and Carolina, both uh, on a back-to-back here. They both played yesterday. San Jose, man, they looked like they were going to pull a gigantic upset uh, against Florida. Uh, they were up 3-1 to one at one point in that game. Uh, Florida comes all the way back and uh, beats them in overtime, 5-4. to four. Uh, San Jose will try to bounce back from that loss. Carolina uh, beating New Jersey by a score of 2-1. to one. Uh, last night, if you look at these two teams on uh, no no days rest, uh, San Jose one and one, Carolina just two and three on the second of back to back games this year. So, for me, this is not a side I'm going to get involved in. I'd actually maybe I'm I, obviously Carolina is a lot better than San Jose, yeah. but I would say at this price you take a shot with San Jose or you or you leave the game alone because it's a big price. They don't have the best track record here. Uh, on the second night of uh, back-to-back games. Uh, it looks like in terms of the goaltending for Carolina, we'll probably see, we think we might see Freddie Anderson. It was anti-Ranta tonight. Uh, which means Anderson, would, I think. Yeah, it, which means yeah. I think it'll be Freddie Anderson tonight. It was James Reimer last night. Uh, for Yeah, yeah, it was last night for the uh, San And he's back in today, and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I'm always leery of these goaltenders that have to play back-to-back games, and he faced 50 shots last night. This could be a guy that's worn down quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, 50 shots, lots a lot of rubber, Vito, that he had to face against Florida uh, yesterday. So I like the over here. Uh, I think, look, I know Carolina played an under yesterday, but we've got fatigue on both sides. Both teams played yesterday. San Jose now has been on the road for a little bit. I could really see them be a little bit sloppy and make mistakes. This is the uh, second, third game now of this road trip. Uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks, and it's going to be their third game uh, in a five-day span and a back-to-back, and you've got the same goalie in as yesterday, you know, after facing just a ton of shots uh, in that game. Uh, Tara Vinen, by the way, is out for the... does make a difference. He's had a a great season, 11 goals, 21 assists. He uh, uh, ended up playing yesterday, but it looks like he is going to be out today uh, for... actually didn't play yesterday, and he'll be out again today. Uh, as well for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So uh, I think we'll see goals here in this one. That's what I'm going to go with here, San Jose and Carolina uh, over the total of six. And I did bet San Jose, Florida uh, over five and a half, just very early in the game, got a a good number on that and took advantage. We talked about it. We didn't love the six and a half, but I thought there would be goals eventually. Got a good number with that uh, in game yesterday. And uh, this one being at six, I'm more inclined to bet it pregame the total here because it's six not six and a half here with san jose and carolina uh vito what do you think here sharks and canes oh one one more thing uh, i can mention maybe which actually is very important the sharks lost defenseman the other night uh, ferraro he actually plays a lot of minutes for sharks he does that and because they've had already absences to carlson and some others on the blue line he's had to elevate the number of minutes he plays yep 
So Ferraro, Middleton, Carlson is out. Those are three D-men which are out for San Jose, plus the Reimer plays back-to-back. And well, Carolina, I, I have it a little bit as a trap game, of course, because it's both teams are from back to back. But well, definitely. Well, and uh, another thing, well, Sharks won Carolina this year, also two one at their at their barn in San San Jose, uh, in overtime. And uh, well, Carolina actually have saved Freddie Anderson for this game, so he's gonna play today. And actually, yeah, the goal scoring has gone a little bit less for Carolina once the Teravainen is out, to be honest. As soon as he's not in lineup, they're scoring like two, three goals, which is surprising because they have so big depth, you know, in the club. So I don't know why they cannot score without Teravainen. But yeah, well, I wouldn't place any bets on this game. Well, the only way how to look at this is, I guess, for me, it would be Carolina team total over or puck line. But I will not lean anything in this game since it's a back-to-back for both teams. Uh, teams. It's a trap game. Sharks are short-handed. So I think Carolina will get this victory, but just don't see the right number to place at the moment. Yeah. All right, good stuff. And we can confirm Cal Peterson is the goalie for the LA Kings in the early game against Pittsburgh. Not a surprise because Jonathan Quick played yesterday against Philadelphia. So it'll be Cal Peterson uh, here this afternoon for the uh, LA Kings against uh, Pittsburgh. So uh, pretty much what we expected, that uh, Quick yesterday uh, and now Peterson uh, here today yeah. for the uh, LA Kings in this game. All right, next up, we've got Columbus and Montreal. Columbus minus 125 to minus 130 uh, road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. This now Columbus definitely has a scheduling edge here. Let's start with that. You know, the Jackets have had, you know, a day off, a couple of days off. Actually. No, just the one, but still, or, no, they've had two days off. I beg your pardon. Yes, they haven't played since uh, Thursday uh, when they beat the Rangers 5-3. And I like Columbus. We said on this show, you know, I thought Columbus was worth a bet against the New York Rangers in that game. They were off the humiliation of that six, nothing loss to Calgary where they gave up 60 shots on goal. It was a good spot to trust Columbus to bounce back. And they did that against the Rangers five, three, a much better performance from them. They've had two days off. So they've got a huge edge here against a Montreal team from a scheduling standpoint who played last night. And this will be actually the third game in four uh, days for the Montreal Canadians. They had that brutal uh, game yesterday against Edmonton. Uh, by a score of 7-2, to two, they end up getting pounded uh, in that game. Uh, the defense gets shelled. Uh, not a good night for Samuel Montembeau uh, in between the pipes. Uh, so definitely uh, a poor performance, uh, getting criticized for not standing up uh, for uh, their goaltender. Uh, Samuel Montembeau got run over by Zach Cassian. Still without Joel Edmondson, Christian Dvorak. Brendan Gallagher, Paul Byron, Jonathan Drouin, Yoel Armia, Cole Caulfield. Now, as uh, Vito said earlier, uh, added to the injury list and with an ankle injury, and he's going to be out for eight weeks. So it just keeps getting worse. Again, uh, more absences, uh, already a depleted lineup. They were just starting to get some guys back, and now they're suffering multiple defensive injuries again to the likes of Savard. Edmondson's been out for a while. It's just uh, never-ending. For the Montreal Canadiens, what everything that could go wrong has gone wrong here for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. However, before you just run out and lay minus one thirty on the road mm-hmm. with Columbus, if there's ever a spot, Vito, where a team is going to try to rally, show some pride, it might be tonight for Montreal because they got pretty um, humiliated by the Oilers last night, seven to two on the scoreboard. They're being taken to task by the media for not standing up for their goaltender. Uh, one of their teammates. This could be a night where you get Montreal trying to really save face 
for what happened last night. And it's not like Columbus is a juggernaut, you know, by any stretch of the imag- imagination here. So this actually might be a spot where I'd lean to the home dog a little bit, believe it or not, Montreal. But they're just too banged up and too porous defensively and their goaltending at the same time. It's not been all Montembeau. They're pretty bad in front of them. But that combo of defense and goaltending is just absolutely horrendous right now for the Montreal Canadiens. So I just can't back them, even though I think there's some things and some intangibles that point you toward the Canadians tonight. I'm just going to stick with what's been working, and that's overs in Montreal Canadiens games. Wash, rinse, repeat, Vito. Uh, over, over, over with the Montreal Canadiens. They are still scoring some mm-hmm. goals, and they are giving up you know, seven, eight, five, uh, those type of goals on a nightly basis. On the flip side, you know, I don't necessarily trust Columbus to shut you down either. They're going to go with Jonas Corposalo uh, in net. He's got a 3.89 goals against average, 884 save percentage. You look at his recent starts. Since January 4th, he had one start where he gave up two goals against New Jersey. They won that game 3-1. to one. His other starts, he gave up 7, 3, 3, 5, 4, and 3. So he's given up three goals or more in all but one start this year in net for the Columbus Blue Jackets, Jonas Corposalo. Uh, so he's definitely not exactly played well in net. This is not a great Columbus defensive team. We've said it all year. It's just the obvious bet to me. Uh, Columbus, Montreal, over six here at minus 120, minus 125. So Jackets, Canadians over the total for me. Uh, Vito, what do you think here? Columbus, Montreal. Yeah, well, Ian, as you said, that all the hockey players are real humans. They are not computers, you know. So even a team like Canadians, they can, after the loss 7-2 yesterday, I might expect a better performance from them today against the Blue Jackets. Well, Blue Jackets play Florida tomorrow. That's why they go with Corpusalo today. So we're going to see where their heads are, heads are in, you know. So I have actually circled this game to bet live, and perhaps I just need to see the first five, seven minutes, how the game goes. But I have circled over. So that's what i thinking. Of. Well, my lean is over in this game. I haven't placed any bets. But yeah, definitely I will leave it over. I will wait for the in-game and a little bit watch how the Canadians look today. Yeah, and exactly. And for the over too, you know, maybe get that first five minutes without a goal and you'll get a five and a half and you'll get a better number with the over uh, live during the game. And we're going to show you all this on Tuesday night for sure with our live bet cast, you know, how we would do it. You know, we're going to show you situations where, you know what, we want an over, but we'll try to wait five minutes with some of these games and try to lock in better numbers. Yeah. We'll give you all Canadians, the Yeah, Canadians had some good peri- peri- uh, some good um, parts of the game. Like, they actually, second period, I think they didn't let Oilers out of the zone. They were pushing and pushing all the time. So Canadians can play some good hockey if they want, but it's only like for 15 minutes, 20, and then it's just disaster after the 40 minutes. <laughs> That's the problem. They have these little spurts, you're right, during a game. They have a couple shifts in a row where they're actually taking it to the opponent, but then it's a disaster shift right after that, and the opponent finds the back of the net. Then they have a couple good shifts. They may not score, and then it's another disaster shift, and the opponent Mm -hmm. uh, scores again. And that stretch where the Oilers were just lighting it up for those three goals consecutively uh, in the first period, uh, that really took a lot of air out of the balloon if you will for the montreal canadians and that oh. pretty much put them behind in that first period right there well if i called kane thompson scores that means something <laughs> well kane he used to play in ahl so canadians also is not a top team so you cannot really say that kane is back in the game we're gonna see when they play some tougher opponents yeah absolutely all right boston and dallas next up uh, i'll repeat boston this is not their final game 
uh, before the All-Star break. They're playing Seattle on Tuesday night. Uh, so just wanted to make note of that correction. Boston minus 120 road favorites, five and a half the total. So that changes things a bit because I was leaning actually to Dallas a little bit here as a home underdog. Again, you would think you're going to get an effort here from Dallas. They got yeah. s- smoked at home, shut out by Washington, five nothing on Friday night. Uh, Rick Bonus not happy. Players not happy. They said we just we didn't play as hard as we should have. I think they felt, uh, you know, overconfident that they swept that road trip. You know, they won every game on that road trip. But as we said, Friday, they didn't beat anybody, anybody good. You know, Buffalo and New Jersey and Detroit, uh, those were the teams they beat on that road trip. They came home, they faced a very desperate Washington team trying to get back on track. And Washington just took it to them uh, right from the very beginning uh, on Friday night. So I'd expect Dallas to really play better. They still have a very good record at home. You know, Boston's been on the road since Wednesday, Colorado, Wednesday, Arizona, and they they just barely got past Arizona, uh, two to one. In fact, that was a pretty even hockey game. Arizona was not, you know, second best team by far to Boston on Friday night. Uh, They were competitive in that game against uh, Boston, the Coyotes. So this is not a slam dunk here for the Bruins tonight against what could be an angry Dallas team. I do lean to the stars here, but I would have liked it more if this was the final game before the break for of Boston, where maybe you've got their brains and their minds looking forward to getting time off uh, away from the rink. Uh, I would still lean a little bit to Dallas. And what I will bet for sure is, and I don't do this very often, this is more of an Alex type of bet, first period overs. I do like the first period over here. We've got two teams trending toward the first period over. And the first period over here is one and a half minus 120. You know, so it's not a bad price. Uh, You've got uh, Boston 10 and two to the first period over in their last 12 games. And I believe we have the Dallas Stars 11-3 and three, uh, to the first period over in their last 14 games. So you have two teams trending very heavily toward the first period over uh, as of late. So this is not a – normally 90% of my totals bets, Vito, are full game. I don't do as many first period overs, mm-hmm. but I really like this one because I think it could slow down later in the game. Boston-Arizona the other night. That game went over in the first period, and it ended two to one after that. You know, it just the scoring stopped. And even some Dallas games, we've seen scoring early, and then it tapers off later in the game. So I think I'll, that's why I prefer this game specifically. I think the first period over is the better bet uh, compared to the full game uh, over. So uh, lean Dallas, and I'm going to go with Boston Dallas over one and a half, minus 120 first period as well. Uh, Vito, uh, Bruins and Stars. Uh-huh. So I think you didn't mention the goalies. It's Olmark and Ottinger, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Both are yep. confirmed, yeah. And uh, well, yeah, for me, well, I, I don't have any place as well in this game because this game is hard to predict, I would say. Draw, draw is definitely what, what I would go with. I can see this game ending 3-3 and no problem at all. But a little bit notes notes about this game, well, about the Bruins. Actually, tail, uh, Star, stars, uh, the second, second used to play for Bruins. So this is a, maybe a, a player prop you can watch Sagan to score because he used to play for Boston Bruins. So we see so often this season where players score their former teams. That's like the usual thing. And uh, yeah, well, Bruins, all credit to them because they actually they got a point in Colorado, which is not easy. Not, not, not everybody can go there and give some tough time to Colorado. And, yeah, and Pasternak definitely has been hot in power plays. And actually they have scored eight straight games of power play goal but uh, Boston Bruins at the moment eight straight games with a power play goal and uh, what else well the first meeting went uh, three to one 
the Bruins back in the Boston, I think that was. So I would maybe Stars also get up this one. It's a little bit of a revenge spot as well. And yeah, well, basically, it's going to be a hard game. I like Stars lineup. I, I like how Hintz and Robertson been playing. Those guys just are very, very good players on 5-on-5 five five especially. And that game at home against Capitals, I mean, Dallas actually scored the first goal. It was waved off. Waved off. Maybe that killed a lot of momentum for Dallas. We don't know. We might. I, I think we're going to see a total different team with Dallas today. But Bruins is also not bad at this moment. So I'd see like 3-3 maybe, 2-2 two, two game. All right. There we go. Like in the draw maybe here uh, in this game, it sounds like for uh, Vito in this one. And Tyler Sagan, you're right, former Boston Bruin. Uh, we remember that uh, from years ago. Uh, was part of that Stanley Cup winning team as a very young player in the league at the time uh, when they uh, beat Vancouver uh, back in, what, 2011 that was, mm -hmm. uh, their Stanley Cup win. So, yeah, there's definitely something to that. It's an angle that I've often talked about uh, on this show uh, many times, that you get the former play the player playing his old team gets fired up, you know, wants to make an impact. Uh, so maybe you uh, see that here tonight for the uh, Dallas Stars. So, Again, there's some things that line up for Dallas. I, I wouldn't be laying the price with Boston. I will tell you that right now. Dallas or pass. Well, for for Dallas, it was a very easy road trip, you know. I think it affected them a little bit. Because those, those yeah. teams they played in road trip was not good. Then they come home, they feel good about themselves, and they get 0-5 against Cadillac. So, better game today from Dallas, I think. Yeah, exactly. It's that, you know, you had a great road trip. And that's all. That's another angle we've talked about for many yeah. years on this show. The team coming off not only the long road trip, but a very successful road trip. And a lot of times they're prone to a pretty bad performance, uh, you know, uh, in that kind of spot. No question uh, about that. All right, before we continue, we have two more games left uh, on this card with uh, Vito. We thank him for joining us for both shows uh, this weekend. We will definitely bring Vito back with us on the show after the All-Star break. Uh, no question uh, about that. Uh, he's been uh, very good uh, this uh, past weekend with his first mm -hmm. two appearances here uh, on the Ice Guys. I hope you're enjoying it because uh, you, you've done a good job. My pleasure. My pleasure to be here for you guys. <laughs> All right. Awesome. And he'll be here every day, even uh, Monday to Friday when it's, uh, you know, Jimmy and Andrew and Alex and I. Uh, you always see Renus's name in the chat uh, during the on the show. So uh, you'll be able to see him uh, on the, in the YouTube chat for sure, even when he's not on the uh, show. Uh, All right. Let's talk DraftKings. We have arrived at Conference Championship Sunday. Four teams left in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer, you can experience the conference championships today with same-game parlays, parlays combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right. It is time for our next game. Minnesota, New York Islanders. We've got 
Minnesota minus 115 road favorites, five and a half the total in this game. Um, lots of money pouring in here on the Islanders here uh, in this game uh, against the Wild. Um, I'm trying to see if it's something injury related. Let me set it up for what's going on here with the teams. We've got Minnesota off a 3-2 win against the Rangers coming back to win that game. They're now 7-1 and one, uh, in their last eight games. The only loss was at on the road against Colorado, who never lose these days in Denver. And Minnesota took them to a shootout uh, in that game, 4-3. It's the only loss for Minnesota uh, in the last eight games. Uh, the Islanders are off a loss to the Kings, 3-2. to two. Um, I, I don't get the money move to the Islanders here. Maybe a backup goalie. Kakkonen yeah, is in wild. Kakkonen's in net, but he's not, uh, he's not horrible. You know, he's, he's not, not a terrible, terrible goalie. He's actually no. been better lately for the most part. You know, you look at his starts since the uh, beginning of the year. He hasn't given up more than three in any start. Uh, he's had a couple where he's given up just two, two, and one, you know, as well. Uh, I'm a little bit mystified by this. I mean, Capo Kakinen is 2.49 goals against, 921 save percentage, 9-2 and two record uh, in 11 starts this year uh, in net. You know, this hasn't been uh, – they, they act like this guy is just uh, – they act like this guy is Martin Jones to Cam Talbot's Marty Brodeur or something. I mean, my goodness. I mean, that's what this is looking like. It's almost like – you know, this is a Martin Jones caliber backup to a, and Cam Talbot's Marty Brodeur. First of all, <laughs> Cam Talbot's not Marty Brodeur. He's not that good. And Cap Kakinen is not a horrendous backup. So to me, I think there's a lot of uh, overreaction here with this. And the Islanders, have they beaten anybody good? I've kept saying that about this team for weeks. And it feels like I'm, I feel like I'm putting the tape in the tape recorder and playing back the same message over and over again, but I'll say it again with the Islanders. You know, their wins since December 30th, Buffalo, Edmonton, when Edmonton was in its deepest skid, you know, in the depths of their horrendous losing streak when they beat Edmonton on New Year's Day. Then they beat New Jersey, the Islanders. Then they beat Philly. They beat Philly again. They beat Arizona. And then they beat Philly again last week. Four, those have been <laughs> the victory for the New York Islanders since late December. That's the sisters of the poor right there. <laughs> That's who you've beaten uh, since December the 30th uh, right now. You have not beaten anybody good. You've beaten a bunch of cupcakes, a bunch of weaklings, or teams that were struggling like Edmonton when you played them. I mean, that's what we're looking at right now. Um, I'm just going to let this price drop. And yeah, maybe you're, you're going to get the Islanders off a loss. And they've been good off a loss lately. but. Again, off the loss, who have they beaten? Philly. Off the last loss to Toronto, who do they beat? Oh, Philly again. Not that's not that's not doing much for me. You know, beating Philly, who just snapped a 13-game losing streak yesterday. Again, the losses for the Islanders. Let me tell you who they've lost to. Here are the last few losses for the uh, Islanders here uh, going into this game. Uh, they have lost to uh, L.A. Kings, Toronto. Washington, Vegas. I mean, there's the they don't beat good teams. They have not beaten good teams, the New York Islanders, and that has been a consistent. So uh, I don't know what people are seeing. It doesn't look like there's any major significant injury setback for the Wild. The people that are on the injured list are the guys that have been on there for a while now. Nick Bukestad, John Merrill, the defenseman, who's a depth defenseman. That's all he is. Nico Sturm. Everybody else looks like they're, at least as of right now, accounted for and healthy and available 
Foligno might be out, I think. Foligno, yeah. Okay, let me just double check because they've got him as not on the injury report. Let's see. Uh, I don't see him as a, ah, on, the, on the report at the moment. Um, yeah, I don't, he looks like he's Felino is out. Okay, good, Terry. Uh, thank you. So they haven't updated yeah. it yet. Good call, Vito. Very good call. So you're you're right uh, on that one uh, about Marcus Felino. So that uh, okay, they'll miss him. He's, you know, he's they will miss him. He's had a he's had a nice season for the while. He's a good depth guy. Yeah, he's not depth guy and also chipped in offensively yeah. for them. Uh-huh. I think we've got to give him credit for this type of season he's had at the offensive end of the ice. He's probably going to put up, I believe, career numbers this year. He's already on. He's already beaten his previous high of goals. You know, his most most goals he scored in a season was 13 with Buffalo in 2016. He's already scored 17 this year, 27 oh, points in 39 games. So they, they will miss him. There's no doubt. But is that is his absence enough to explain uh, a 20 cent move uh, toward a New York Islanders team that has only beaten bad teams and has not beaten any good teams lately. I'm not sure that alone is enough to explain why the New York Islanders have taken uh, a money move here. And the, the line has moved 20 cents toward the Islanders here. So I'm just going to wait it out here and uh, I'm going to take Minnesota at the best line and the best price I can find uh, right before puck drop in this one. Uh, Vito, what do you think here? Wild Islanders. Well, the thing is, Islanders is not a bad team, but I think most of the people have stuck with the Islanders that they used to be a good team. Their defense has changed a lot since last season. You know, they they have lost some demon, and there is now Chara. Chara is not, well, he used to be good, but he's not like Levy or someone else who used to be in that lineup. And, uh, well, yes, and uh, talking about the game, I mean, Islanders, of course, are a desperate team. They need they everybody just waits when they're gonna go on this run, which all talk everybody talks about Islanders going on the run, but looks like they never can actually put two games in a row, win two games in a row, you know. Well, and actually, this game, yeah, it's hard to handicap because we have two different teams trending one wild is going always over. Islanders, well, we all know they used love to play under games. So games like this, it's hard to handicap over or under because NHL, so many shots on net, there's two lucky bounces in the first period and the game will go over. If there is no goals, it will go under. So it's hard to bet, I think, over under in this game. And for, well, Islanders, what Islanders is trying to do, they, they the most important thing for the Islanders is to get the first goal. They cannot get the first goal in the last two games or three. The, the job for them is to get the first goal and then hold on to the lead. That's what Islanders have to do. Well, in this spot, well, I could see actually a tie game as well here. Not it wouldn't surprise me a three-three-two-two game. Of course, I think Wild is has. Well, I like the Wild team because I think the Wild. How much I have, as much I uh, I have watched, uh, Wild has a very uh, very good atmosphere, aura in a locker room. Like uh, everybody who comes to that team feels good. The third liners, the fourth liners feel as good as the first liners and the second liners. And as we see, like Caprizo and Zuccarello. They must. They are very good players, but, but they are not like elite, like McDavid or Drysaitel, you know. But they, well, Zuccarello and Caprizo, they are very good and one of the best offensive guys. But I like that this team is like, like they are very, how to say, all four lines are good. Top scorers are very You're balanced. Good. That's yeah, what it very is. They're balanced. balanced. Very, yeah. very balanced team. So that's yeah. and they all, all, all with a smile. They love to play. I can see that that they enjoy the hockey. So it's hard to go against the Wild when they really like to play the game at the moment. So, yeah, I would stay off this game. I would watch it because Islanders also is not a bad team. They they can play hockey. It could then 2-2. It could then 3-3. So, hard, hard to handicap this game. I will watch maybe some live betting. Some team goes down. Then the other team will start to chase. That's for sure. 
yeah. I, I, I don't doubt you're going to get an effort from the Islanders and a good effort. They're off a loss. They still think they can make the playoffs. Uh, they better get going and they better start winning, beating some good teams if they're going to make the playoffs. And it's going to have to start here. Um, but I'm going to have to see it before I believe it because they've lost to every good team they've played. And the only wins they've had since the beginning of the new year have been the bad teams. So can they finally beat a good team here, the Islanders? And look, their defensive game has been a little bit shakier. Semyon Varlamov and Ilya Sorokin, their two goalies lately, have been kind of up and down. And you're not always, you don't always get offense from this team. You know, they struggle to score goals at times. So we'll see if the Islanders can finally step up and beat a quality team here tonight as they take on Minnesota. All right, the final game of this Sunday card, Buffalo, Colorado. Colorado opened minus 440. Home favorites, they're now up to minus 570, even a minus 600s starting to show up here for the Avalanche. Six and a half the total. Uh, Buffalo on the second night of back-to-back games. We'll have to see who starts for them. Craig Anderson uh, was uh, the starter tonight. Uh, I think they kind of rushed him back, but they had no other option. Every other goalie uh, was unavailable for them. Uh, But Dustin Tokarski yesterday was removed from COVID protocol and it looks like Dustin Tokarski could be available to start. And with Anderson starting last night, I doubt they'd probably put him in in a back-to-back spot. So it would not surprise me here to see um, Dustin Tokarski start for Buffalo. We'll have to see. They projected him right now uh, as the starting goalie for this game, so we'll have to wait and see on the back-to-back. You got Colorado that's just an absolute machine. Uh, They are the rested team, obviously, with Buffalo on the back-to-back after playing in Arizona uh, last night, getting the 3-1 to win. Colorado hasn't played since Friday when they won in Chicago by a score of 6-4. to They're on this incredible home winning streak, uh, which they are going to try to keep going here tonight uh, in this game. Uh, We'll see if uh, they should be able to uh, in this one. But again, with Colorado, you know, it's just not a, a ton of value for them with their home games. And you look at these home games lately that they've won, They've won each of their last uh, four of their last five home games. They've won. They've gone beyond regulation. They've gone to a shootout, believe it or not. Crazy as this is to say, Vito, this is Buffalo. How much is it going to fire up and excite this Colorado team playing the lowly Buffalo Sabres here in this one? It's not the craziest idea in the world at maybe plus 550 to (laughs) sprinkle on the draw uh, in this game that maybe it goes to overtime. Look, Montreal, are they a good team? No. (laughs) They took Colorado to overtime here in Denver. So, like I say, this is not a game I'm betting. I have no opinion on the side or the total. Um, But if you want to take a small bet, sprinkle a couple of coins, if you will, on the draw at plus 550. I mean, four of the last five Colorado home games have gone beyond regulation. It's um, not the worst thing in the world. Uh, in my opinion. So that's the only thing I would consider. And other than that, probably a game I'm not betting here, Buffalo and Colorado. Any thoughts here, Vito? Last game, Sabres, Avalanche. Well, yeah, of course. We don't need to bet every game in a new jail, you know, because all these big lines I don't really understand because hockey is not basketball. Whereas, well, in basketball, it might be very, maybe a little bit easier to win because you see those spreads always. But in hockey, well, any team can win on any given night. There is like so many shots. Lucky bounce can go in. You know, you you can. Well, this at this price, there is no play on Avalanche at the moment. In these games, what I love like to do sometimes, I yeah, playing live. I wait, I wait till maybe if, if say well, if Avalanche scores, of course, nothing much to do there. But 
just in case maybe Sabre score or if they even don't score, well, well, somewhere when it's like half first period, well, 10 minutes of the first period, you can hammer the Avalanche team total over if you wish, and it's going to be like over. Uh, maybe you can get even two and a half. Well, after the first period, for sure, you can get over two and a half. Or in-game, you can get over three and a half maybe during the first period because at this moment, it's for sure over four and a half, I think, at all the sports books. So, yeah, the only way how to play this is to wait maybe and let this number drop to over three and a half and then grab Avalanche. There you go. So there you go. That's a good out. That's a good thought there and a good strategy. Maybe wait Colorado a little sluggish early, playing a weaker team. Maybe get a team total of three and a half on them at some yeah, point. And, you can bet that. And you'll see Avalanche plays now two teams before the All-Star break, and that's Sabres and Arizona. So we might maybe expect that Colorado maybe drops one of those two games. And both games you're gonna have find a very big value on the opposite opposition team, you know. It's Sabres today and it's Arizona after two days. So maybe they win both, but it's any gel. Any team can win on any given night. So I would rather just wait, watch some number drop, uh, uh, drop, and then bet something in life. Yeah, we have someone in the chat mentioning that we've uh, we we didn't get to the two games that have already started. Uh, this show starts at noon Eastern on Sundays, and we already talked Pittsburgh, LA, and we already talked Seattle, New York. So uh, we gave our opinions. We gave them well before puck drops. So. Uh, that was at the beginning. I know those games have just started, but yeah, uh, we already definitely talked about those games at the uh, beginning of the show. Noon Eastern is when this show started or just after. So well before those games started and we started with those games. So uh, definitely we got to those games uh, at the beginning of the show. No question. Um, zero, great zero shots. <laughs> zero shot. And Rangers, Seattle cracked in seven minutes into game. Zero shots. From there you go. That's what Seattle wants. Seattle wants to be, yeah. you know, no tight, option. low scoring, tight checking game uh, and end up. Uh, you know, trying to steal it. That's yeah. Seattle's game plan, just like they did against Pittsburgh uh, the other night. They'll try to do it here with the Rangers this afternoon. Great stuff, Vito. We'll have you back on after the All-Star break. And again, uh, after uh, with Tuesday night, if you want to join us during yeah. the BetCast, we'll be you can. Uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, thanks again for joining us. You've done a great no job in your first two appearances this uh, weekend. And one of the reasons you've done a great job is you cast your best bet yesterday uh, with Edmonton in regulation. What have you got for an encore today, Vito? What do you got for best bet? Well, since we have the zero, uh, zero, zero in this game, I would go with Pittsburgh Penguins. I guess I think they should take care of Kings today in a puck, line, with a puck line. Yeah, let's go puck line, Pittsburgh Penguins. And you can jump on it. You're probably going to still get a very good price because that game's scoreless still. Uh, plus yeah. 110, plus 115, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins puck line, minus one and a half. So there you go. Uh, best bet here for Vito on this Sunday card. My best bet is going to be Columbus, Montreal, over six, minus 120. It's clearly best bet material for me today. Uh, should be a high-scoring game. We don't trust either team's defensive uh, game at the moment. The Jackets are struggling defensively. The uh, uh, Canadians are struggling defensively. Uh, neither team has steady, stable goaltending either. Montembeau and Primo have not been uh, solid for Montreal. Uh, Corpusalo has not been great this year for Columbus. Corpusalo starting. I think it'll be Caden Primo for uh, Montreal because we saw Montembeau last night so either way two teams that are having trouble keeping the puck out of their own net and I think we'll end up seeing goals in that game Jackets Canadians over six yeah. uh, for my best bet for this Sunday NHL card and that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us uh, hit the like button uh, on the way out if you haven't done so already a reminder the Ice Guys is live seven days a week Monday to Friday 2 p.m. Eastern Saturday and Sunday noon Eastern 
If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For our special guest, Renus Vidalins, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.